Wanted to take a moment and thank Patriot Mobile who's supporting this show. And so we are announcing that we are partnering with Patriot Mobile here at Human Events Daily. Now, whether it's us, Turning Point, CPAC, or the March for Life, these guys are there supporting all of us. They actually use their ability to be able to support and pay it forward in terms of what they are supporting. So these guys offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they're using the exact same towers as the major carriers. So you're gonna get nationwide coverage plus the peace of mind that your money isn't going to support the left. And Patriot Mobile, they've got all the plans. If you wanna check it out, you go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO 972 Patriot. You get free activation if you use, of course, promo code POSO. And by the way, if you're a veteran or first responder, you're gonna save even more. So make the switch today to Patriot Mobile. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories. What happened to President Biden's winter of death for the unvaccinated? We're going to get into this. Second, the Seattle cops faked a report of a right-wing attack during Chaz. Third, police last night stormed Tim Pool's show live on air. We have all the details. And finally, a new report is out showing that the home ownership dreams of Zoomers and millennials have been shattered by home prices and rent. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So about a month ago, President Biden came out and gave a speech in the Oval Office. He's in the White House, mask on, very upset, very disturbed, very, very, very serious, very, very serious speech, all caps, very serious, that we are entering a winter of death. Yes, the body count, I mean, it was like a speech out of Game of Thrones, where it was like, you know, one of the night watchmen is up there talking to Jon Snow before he has to go fight the White Walkers. The winter of death is upon us. Maester Raymond, are you sure? Yes, the winter of death is coming, I've seen it in my Palantir. That's Lord of the Rings. Nerds are gonna be mad that I mixed that up. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. It hasn't happened yet. Go listen to Joe Biden talking about this. But I wanna send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done, and that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's gonna increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. And for the record, nerds, I know the difference between Saruman and Maester Eamon, obviously. Let's go on. COVID deaths could stay low during Omicron surge, experts say. That's the headline on Daily Mail. Well, Omicron drives record COVID-19 cases inside the U.S. and increases, deaths have relatively stayed low so far. What's going on with this? Hmm, very interesting. That's not what we were told. That's not what we were told by Joe Biden. That's not what we were told by the experts. He promised us a winter of death. Where is it? 
Well, if you look at the death rate compared to January 2021, right, so one year ago, and of course, yesterday we had all the pageantry and all the theatrics. They were trying to turn January 6th into a new national holiday for the left. The death rate right now from COVID is half that of January 2021, and yet the case rate is up. And I'll look, I don't want to do one of those things. If you want to go through the math on all this stuff, go check out Steve Kirch, go check out Dr. Malone, right? Go down on this. Charlie has been great on this, by the way, check him out. But I want to just make a specific point about this. President Biden said there'd be a winter of death for the unvaccinated. Yet if you look at it right now, about 1,300 Americans are dying of COVID each day compared to 2,600 deaths per day at the exact same point a year ago, 2021 versus 2022. So it's as simple as that because when I look at the media, right, I remember what it was like in 2020. You had a daily death count. It was just like during the Iraq war and uh, the war in Afghanistan, right? Daily death count, what's the body count? It's up, it's up, it's up. This was CNN, they put the little tracker up there. They had it up constantly. And then we were getting daily during 2020, the daily updates, this many deaths, this many deaths a day, this many deaths a day. And yet, during what we're told was going to be the winter of death, the death counts have mysteriously vanished. Now, to be clear, 100, or excuse me, 1,300 people a day is terrible. That's awful. We don't want that happening. But at the same time, we have to also look at this and say, has he come to the point now, this president, has he come to the point where, as we've said for months now, that he's using the unvaccinated as a scapegoat for him? Because when you look at this, the experts are also saying that Omicron is actually something that should be welcomed, and you're seeing this out of the UK with experts coming out and saying this, that it should be welcomed because it is actually milder, and guess what? It confers natural immunity. I've never understood why it is that the entire medical profession, like I get that the studies on natural immunity are not the same as the studies on the vaccinations, but at the same time, why is it that our CDC and our NIH completely seem to discount this? The whole point of all of this, whether it's an immunization that you receive from having had the virus or one that you get from uh, an inoculation, the idea is that you are going to get antibodies and that those antibodies will help prevent you from getting the uh, either getting the virus again or having a stronger form of the virus right being able you know becoming more sick that's how the immune system works that's how the immune system has worked in the human population for thousands of literally thousands of years that's why the flu didn't wipe us out thousands of years ago that's why other older coronaviruses haven't wiped us out years ago we go on we grow we strengthen, we increase, and then we pass on that immunity in the bloodstream. That's how science actually works. So my question is, why aren't you trusting him? Well, one thing we talk about here a lot is the CHAZ, uh, as it was referred to, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle that broke out in the summer of 2020, specifically June of 2020, when armed militants of Antifa and various related groups took over and essentially were handed over an entire precinct of Seattle. We talked about it just earlier this week. But here's something that you didn't know. Now, I went out there, right? I was there putting myself on the front line. I infiltrated it. My brother was with me. We had a couple other guys with me out there. And we went, and we went undercover day and night to find out what was really going on. And we saw the danger that was breaking out at night. 
go look at one of the videos from that time period. So we did an entire documentary on this, and you can go see it at AntifaMovie.com, but one thing that was always really interesting to me and always kind of confusing as well was that every time that we were going up, and look, you know, I wasn't dressed like this when I went out there. Um, you know, I was, you know, not, not full black block or anything like that because I thought that would be a little too conspicuous, but, you know, mask, sunglasses, hat, you know, hoodie, that kind of stuff. And we were asking, though, when we would talk to people who were manning the security or manning, the, you know, they called the border checkpoints, right, of Chaz, we'd go to them, we'd say, hey, you know, why are you guys so armed? What are you worried about? You know, they've got AKs at one point, they had AR-15s, you saw people with nine millimeters in their waistbands. And eventually, of course, we do later know that after we left, this led to multiple shootings, one of which left two teenagers completely shot up in a white Jeep that was driving through. It turned out to be a couple of joyriders, but they thought they would be safe if they went into Chaz. Well, unfortunately, when they hit this checkpoint, they got lit up. And so what I always asked them was, I said, why are you guys so armed? Why are you, you know, so concerned about security? Do you, I mean, you're in the middle of Seattle and the police said they're not coming. So why are you this heavily armed? Why are you on watch like this? You know what they said to us? They said that it was because they thought that a right-wing attack was about to happen and that they had received intel, right? That they'd have received some kind of intel or chatter that a right-wing attack was coming. And I'm, you know, looking around going, I, you know, you can see everybody around. There's a lot of like hippies, there's a lot of day trippers, a lot of tourists, uh, other Antifa types, SJWs, the whole gamut. But, you know, you didn't see anybody that looked like they were, you know, a, a right-wing attack squad. I think though, that we just found out what they were talking about out of Seattle, and this is from AP News. The Seattle police exchanged detailed fake radio transmissions about a non-existent group of menacing right-wing extremists at a crucial moment during the 2020, uh, they call it racial justice protests, okay. An investigation by the city police watchdog group shows. The radio chatter claimed, so police put out a fake report a disinformation report on police radio in Seattle that members of the Proud Boys were walking around, marching around downtown Seattle, possibly carrying guns, and then heading to confront the protesters on Capitol Hill. Seattle Times has reported this as well, that it was an improper ruse or dishonest ploy that exacerbated a volatile situation. So, yeah, like, I, I could just say that from having been there. Uh, there were no marching Proud Boys with guns that ever came into the Chaz. There were no marching Proud Boys that attacked the Chaz. Uh, it didn't happen. For the entire duration of the Chaz, this is just something that completely did not take place. However, because the Seattle police put out this fake report, that set into motion, right, this exacerbation of those security guards, border guards, whatever you want to call them, these armed militants, they were completely put on edge and agitated because they're listening in for their communications equipment. Guess what? They're very sophisticated. They've got a fusion cell offsite where they're listening to what? They're listening to the police radio. And so while they're, because they think the police are going to come back constantly, but then they hear, oh, wait a minute, there's a group of proud boys that's going to come in, that's going to attack us. They've got their guns. So now, for the entire duration of this, they're on edge because they are constantly on the lookout for this.
Do you understand what happened here? Because the Seattle police put out that fake report, that led to them being on edge, that led to them always being armed, always being in condition one, always being ready to shoot, and that is why they shot to kill when those joyriders came out and drove up to the Chaz. Great job, Seattle police. Not only did you have a situation where you turned over, and, and, and this is just the entire government too, it's not just on the police in terms of this, that the East Precinct was turned over, and Carmen Best, who was the, um, the chief of the police in Seattle, did resign over this because she said she couldn't go along with the orders anymore. Then you had police officers that were in there putting out fake reports like this that led to people getting killed. Look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You just, you gotta get out of cities. Don't be there. Don't be there for the time being. Make a plan, figure out the way to do it, and get out of cities. So thank you so much again. Thank you so much for supporting us and for supporting the show. If you want to continue your support, you go to MyPillow.com. You go, you get the towels, you get the toppers. By the way, I don't think I mentioned this yet, that we actually did, right? Tanya Tay and the boys and everybody, we got the towels for Christmas. They were found under the Christmas tree. We are putting them into use right now. And believe me, with two little boys, uh, they're constantly getting into stuff. So uh, there's a lot of baths going on in the Pozo household and those towels are being put into immediate use into the rotation. And um, Jack Jr., he loves it. He's three years old. He loves him. He absolutely loves it. He says this, he calls it his favorite towel. So you go to mypillow.com, use promo code POSO, you get the discount. Get yourself a pack of the towels for you or someone in your life that needs them. Going into this next story, good friend of mine, a show that I do a lot. Uh, we don't talk about other podcasts on here very often, but because of this incident that took place last night, I feel compelled to be able to, to, um, to have to share this with you. Tim Poole. Uh, who runs Timcast IRL, which, you know, I go on pretty frequently, was swatted during a live broadcast. Now, I wasn't on the show. It was last night. Uh, I was on the show on Tuesday night of this week. Uh, Brandon Tatum, believe it or not, uh, former officer Brandon Tatum, was actually in the room on live air when it took place. So let me show you a clip. What is swatting? Swatting means when someone calls the police and makes a fake report of an active shooter so that, to induce a police response, an aggressive police response to the household. Go take a look at what just happened. I don't know who let them in or why. Yeah, what happened? Uh, I understand they're here because we got swatted. A report was made that two people had been shot and killed Jeez. and that the gunman was threatening to, to hurt themselves. They didn't send a SWAT team. It was just a couple of officers. I don't want to drag them or be mean to them because they were polite. But I'm not happy with the idea that they're walking into our studio while we are live. They're walking around. Cop immediately, I, I walked out of the room. He immediately came up and said, I'm really, really sorry about this. We're not trying to, you know, screw with you or, or, or ruin what you're doing. Here's what happened. We got a call. Two people had been shot and killed and a person was going to be killing themselves. We have to check it out and make sure everything's okay. We're going to be doing a sweep once we figure it out. And I'm just like... Come back with a warrant. So this is horrific. Um, you have a situation here, and I've, I've talked to Tim. I've talked to his producer, Lydia, afterwards. You know, we were even in discussion this morning. Um, we're working on getting a copy of that call to see if we can actually get that. They do have some of the radio chatter. So the police, and thank God for this, but the police knew that it was a swatting attempt. They knew that there was like a political talk show going on. They actually say that on the radio. They say, hey, they're doing a political you know, show in there. I think this is a swatting thing. But at the same time, you had eight police officers that showed up. You can only see two of them on the actual video. If you go look at the clip and they're walking past the cameras, so you can't really see them that, that well. You just see these sort of blue uniforms go by. But understand what this was. 
This was tantamount to an attempted murder attempt because what they were doing was they wanted the police to go there and they wanted to provoke a response from Tim and from the other people. He's got, by the way, that's a whole you know studio where they're running and he's got multiple people in there at any given time, especially while the show is going. They specifically timed it to occur when the show was live on air. So whoever did this did so wanting to disrupt his show and he wanted the police to go in there guns blazing. And thank God they didn't. Thank God they realized and had the wherewithal to understand what was going on. But at the same time, you gotta understand this is the world we live in now. This isn't a prank. This isn't a joke. This is people's lives, literally on the line. Because the police bust in and they said, hey, exigent circumstances, we don't need a warrant. We got a report of an active shooter. We got a report that people have been killed. We have a report that someone um, could kill themselves or others. And so they go in. None of it was true. Completely a lie, completely a hoax. And they wanted to provoke a response because they know, and Tim talks about this frequently, that he's a gun owner, that has all of his guns, they're legally owned. He has them there. He's even talked, one of the last times when I was on a show, he actually talked about how he was reaching out to the state police where he is to see if he needed to have any kind of registry or what he needed. He wanted to make sure that everything was above board. But what would have happened if you actually did get a SWAT team that rolled in and someone said, hey, this is a guy who's got a lot of weapons, we need to be careful, et cetera, et cetera. You can do the math on that. Now, whoever this is, I hope they get found and I hope they get prosecuted and I wanna get all the evidence of exactly who it was and whether they used you know, a VPN or a Google Voice or a burner, whatever it was. You're gonna get found and you're going to get caught and you are going to go to jail because what you committed was a murder attempt and you're not gonna get away with it. So there's a new report out from PropertyShark.com and the headline, unfortunately, is bleak. And I don't want this to be one of those, I told you so, but we've explained for months now, we've laid out the situation that's coming. And so this headline should not come as a shock to everybody in terms of this survey. The home ownership dreams of Zoomers and millennials have been shattered by high prices of housing and high prices of rent. Home prices and rent are soaring faster than wages. This shattered home buying plans of generations Y and Z and put them in a rent squeeze as well. The dreams have changed. Key takeaways from the latest survey. Affordability concerns have noticeably risen in the past three years with home prices unaffordable for 66% of renters. One in five adults, 20%, are living with family and say they can't afford rental costs, while 56% of non-owners have nothing saved for a down payment. Gen Z's expectations for home ownership have been tempered in the last three years with increasing concerns about credit scores and job security. Millennials are still behind home ownership, with 55% of them dissatisfied with their current home, the lowest of any generation. And then finally, nearly 40% of millennials and Gen Z have postponed buying a home due to the pandemic. I wanna go back to when I appeared on The Spillover with Alex Clark a couple of months ago and I explained how all of this is tied to BlackRock, the World Economic Forum's agenda, and the idea that you will own nothing and you will be happy. It's weird for me to say this, but uh, Antifa may have actually been kind of right about this. Wait, I know, what? I know. And you wrote a whole book I on know, Antifa. I know, I know. I want receipts. Who in the conservative movement is compromised, <laughs> Jack, and working against us with this great reset crap? That is right there. That is a bombshell. 
That right. is a bombshell I, a lot I, of people I, don't I, know. I think Netflix doesn't exist for the product. Disney doesn't exist for the product. It exists to prop up the stock price, right? That's the only thing they care about. There will be no freedom of speech online. Why? Because it has been decreed by the elites. Popular conservatives like Candace Owens and Glenn Beck have been touting this idea of we're very close to World War III. We're a lot closer than people think. How do you feel about that? Just recently, someone was standing up through their sunroof, just running around and just shooting people indiscriminately in Washington, D.C. So do you understand what's going on now? I'm not talking about something that's far off in the future. I'm not talking about, and when you understand the confluence of the metaverse with what they're doing now, right? The metaverse is how they institute Elysium. This is how they get people plugged in. They say, hey, you're gonna be a renter. You're gonna be a Russian serf. You're gonna be someone who's just plugged into the matrix, right? And you're a fuel cell. You're a fuel cell for the overlords. You're a fuel cell for Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and all the rest. And you're gonna, and by the way, if you say something they don't like about Pfizer or about Fauci or about um, what they're teaching your kids in school, banned, gone, no access whatsoever. So that's what they want you to be. They want you to be plugged in. They want you to be hooked up. They want you to be digitized and socialized. But instead of that, they're gonna be going off and getting the money off of you because they're getting your data, they're getting your information, they're getting your usage. You're putting money in their pockets and they're taking the wealth away from you. We're seeing the fastest roll up of wealth in this country that we've ever seen in human history and certainly in American history. And yet nobody wants to talk about it. I told you this was coming. I said it months ago. We see all the stats now. This is exactly what they're doing. And the pandemic has given them a catalyst to make it all happen faster. Well, that is all the time we have for this shortened week of Human Events Daily. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. Remember, our promise to you, be good, be brief, be gone. And remember your homework. Go and share this with one, just one of your normie friends. Get it out there. Be the influence agent in the world. And by the way, go leave us one of your five-star reviews. Hit the plus sign if you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on Spotify, whatever you're on. Hit that little sign. Subscribe to us. It really helps us out. It helps us with our metrics. And leave us a review that actually helps us so much. Even if you're not, you know, of course, we want you to support all of our sponsors, but if, you, if you're not able to do that, if you're not ready to do that yet, you're still deciding, just at least go and leave us a review, say, boom, you know, like what you're doing, keep it up. It really helps us out. It helps us out with what we're doing. It helps us out with all of the different ways that we are fighting back against big tech. But speaking of big tech, before we go, today's moment of history, January 8th, 2021, the day a sitting president of the United States was silenced, gagged, banned and removed from social media. Do not forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.